Matthew 22 and verse 36 says, uh, But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So, Brother Whittington, that's just scripture. You don't have to follow that scripture. You just need to come up and talk, testify. So we're, he's going to testify about a small group. Praise the Lord, everybody. Well, I will say this, based on that scripture. If it, be careful about listening to anyone who's willing to tell you what you don't need to do to be saved. Because nobody knows your heart. In fact, you don't even know your heart. And so if someone's willing to tell you you don't need to do that, and they don't know your heart, and you don't know your heart, then how do you know that you, that's not something that God has put in your life so that you could be saved? Or God's requiring of you so that he can take something out of your life that would cause you to not be saved. So th- this year has been a very special year for our small group. Um, I would call it a year of deepening a connection with God. Uh, I'm kind of a believer that small group is is always connected to where the leader is spiritually, uh, whether they like that or not. And sometimes leaders can be stubborn and uh, hard-headed, and and that's me. But God, God started doing something this year. It's probably been about three months ago that God just really started this process of deepening a connection with him, just deepening a calling to, to, number one, the most important thing that any of us can have is to hear the voice of God. And, and if we're not hearing his voice with clarity, if we're not hearing his voice clearly, then we need to start examining what's going on here. And, and so for months now, God's just been doing that process of examination. And I've been cooperating with the process of emptying out things and God has started doing great things in small group. We've had some really, really not demonstrative small group sessions, but deep moves of the spirit where God's just been dealing with people and it's been beautiful to watch God move in small group. It's always wonderful when you see a move of God and it wasn't produced by music. You know, nobody was was coaxing you along with a worship song. You're just sitting there discussing with one another, opening up your heart one to another, and next thing you know, God just moves on somebody. And it sneaks up on them, man. They don't know what hits them. It's just boom. There could be tears bursting out in a session where you're just talking to people, man. What's going on here? That's how beautiful, that's how wonderful God is. God desires to connect to us. God desires to connect to us. And one of the things that I, I want 
the spirit of our small group to be is to be able to pray this every day. And I, I tell them this all the time. Hopefully they don't get tired of hearing it. But I want them to be able to pray, God, your kingdom is greater than my comfort. Because if they can pray, God, your kingdom is greater than my comfort, then they're not going to allow the things of this world to get in the way of God's kingdom purpose in their life. You've got to be willing to accept that there's going to be some pain in the process that God has you in. Everything's not going to be perfect. But if there's kingdom purpose in it, then there's something greater beyond that pain. I mean, we all know that Christ endured the cross for something greater. And if God can give us spiritual vision to see beyond the pain to a greater kingdom purpose, then it doesn't really matter what our, we face in our lives personally. We'll be willing to walk through it because we know that God is in it. And the second thing that I want our group to be able to say is, God, the glory of your name is more important than me having all the things in this life that I want. Because we want so much stuff that we don't need. We want so many things that we just don't need. My wife and I were talking and, you know, her her grandmother is is going through a difficult time financially uh, because they're on fixed income and you never know what's going to happen medically. And things just happen. And And here we are. We are extremely blessed and our kids are rotten. Love you, but you're rotten. They have everything that they could possibly want. And, and we have, you know, family members in need. And I, I'm so thankful that we have an opportunity to participate in the process of, of reaching out and helping that need. But we, we have got to reach an understanding where God's name being glorified is more important than us having all this stuff. And that, that's the thing that I, I pray upon our small group. Last thing that I'm going to mention, one of the greatest things that's happened in West this year is we are so virtual and we are able to reach people through means that just, you know, weren't, weren't highly utilized, you know, 5, 10, 15 years ago. And uh, this past year, we had the opportunity through Madeline to meet a very special person, Rajiv. Hope you're listening in on us, but Rajiv... Uh, is blind, and Madeline was one of his readers, and God really created a connection there, not just with Madeline, but with our small group, with our family, and it has been so special, and Rajiv has only been able to come to two of our services here at West, and he came last Sunday, if you got a chance to meet him, and but he's come to several fellowships, and he's driving, you know, hour to meet up with us. But he's been able to participate by listening to, to our worship services, listening to Pastor Joe preach, listening to our teaching sessions, coming to fellowships. What a special opportunity uh, that God created this connection to someone that lives in Virginia, that, that lives so far away, but there's this special connection there. And I, I n- number one, am so thankful that God is just connecting us. Wherever we need to be connected. And it doesn't have to be right next door to you. It can be through some other mechanism. There's a way. You can minister to someone by simply letting them, pointing them to, hey, 
Go to YouTube. And they can, they can connect to God through that small connection. There's so many ways. The next steps classes, everything that we're doing, there's connections available. If we'll just connect to people and love them and invite them in, uh, you never know what God's going to do. So very thankful for that connection and what God is doing there. And uh, I hope that you all have had a great 2019. But I'm so excited about what God's going to be doing this next year in 2020. Let's just continue this process of yielding ourselves to God and what God is going to do. Thank you, Brother Whittington, Sister Eunice. So he said, uh, loving people, love is, a, love is a choice, and love is not easy. Just ask my wife, right? So I think she still loves me. I don't know. But love is not easy. But love is a choice. So if you want to reach people, you've got to love them, and it's not always easy. I, you know, uh, one of the one of the greatest testimonies I think I've had, and 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 Cash and Debbie Owens get called out a lot, but just the the love that she poured into Dennis Sharman years ago, right? I remember talking to Debbie and then Cassius, and then we got connected with Dennis. But I remember hearing Debbie talk about the times that Dennis would just come sit in her office and talk. And talk and talk and talk, and it wasn't easy. You never saw it. You never saw it on the outside of Debbie. You didn't know Sister Owens was sometimes struggling with that, right? But Dennis Sharman is in heaven today because she loved him, and it wasn't easy, right? So if we want to be like Jesus, we've got to love people. Sister Eunice. Let's give it up for praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, sometimes when you, when you get a request or you get something through your email that says you have to do something, um, it can be a little, I don't want to say frightening, but it can be just a little, God, they put me on the spot here. But, he, but not really. Because it's like, God, you're in control. So um, I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about our group. Our group is Shout. Um, and when I got the email from Brother Bickley, it was like, so, so what am I supposed to testify about, God? You going to help me here? And the only word that came to me, and it was transplant. I'm like, transplant. If there's one thing I know about God in the last year and a half of my life, he knows where you are. He knows what you're going through. And he knows how to fix it. It's not always the way we, we think it should be fixed. But he knows what you need. He knows that for me, I'm a background kind of person. I don't like being out front. Not that I can't, but it's just not, it's just not me. But he's been nudging me a little bit more to step out a little bit more. And as Brother Whittington was talking about the leaders, a lot of time it has to start with the leader of the group. And he started with me. Because I was in one group, I sat for a little bit, and then he kind of transplanted me to another group. And when a... When a transplant happens somewhat, 
you have a body that needs something and you have an organ that needs to go somewhere. You mess the two together and hopefully they take. I struggled for a long time because I wasn't sure it would take. But God knew that over time with this group of people that I'm working with, and it's, it's, a, it's a collective effort, it's me kind of going in being a facilitator where you have someone that doesn't really like to talk that has to go in there to get other people to talk. <laughs> it's like, okay, God, oh, I understand, but it works. It works with this group. I have seen, not to say our numbers are growing, but I've seen so much growth in our group, and I've seen growth in myself. God knew what I needed. He knew that some of those people in that group needed the same thing I did. And I see us reaching out a little bit more, not, not staying so within our group, but we're reaching out without the group, with outside of the group. And it not necessarily has to mean that they'll come and join our group, but all we have to do is what God asks us to do. Plant seed. Water here. I'll take care of the rest. You just do what you're called to do, and he's got the rest. And I'm looking at our group, and it's like, I see growth, but we've been talking a lot about saying yes to God. Sometimes that's a hard thing when you're going through something, and God's asking you to do something, and you really don't want to say yes. Although yes is the proper thing to do, because saying no sometimes gets us sidetracked. But saying yes, we're, that's what our group's working on. If God's asking you or calling you to do something, step, up, step out on faith. Although you can't see down the road to know that he is in control and he knows the end. That's the bottom line. He's not going to take us anywhere that we shouldn't go. He's going to lead us directly where we should be at the time we should be there. And however he chooses to get us there, we just have to have the faith and the strength to hold on and say, okay, God, I know we're going on a ride right now, but I'm holding on to faith that you're going to get me through it. Because he will. So I just want to say our group, we're reaching not only inwardly to ourselves, because there are things that we have to work through as a group together, and individually, I mean, there have been times when we're talking one thing and you're watching this person and they're, they're welling up and it's like, okay, God, we're going in a little different direction. This person needs something right now, so this is where we're going to go. That's all, that's all it's about. It's about not only helping the people that are within your group so that they can grow and stand in the faith of God to step outside that group. When God says speak, they speak. When he says do this, they do it. And they're going to come back and say, do you know what happened this week? That's the most amazing thing to me. So I just want to thank you all. Um, thank my group for hanging in there with me. Um, and I do want to extend a happy holiday to everyone in this room. And may God just continue to bless you in that 2020 will be a year of new blessings in all of us. Thank you.
Give it up for Sister Eunice. <laughs> Isaiah 46 and 9 says, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from the ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. So kind of building off of what uh, Brother Whittington said and Sister Eunice Owen said, we don't know, right? We, we don't know what God wants. And so that's why it's so important to just learn to say yes. Just say yes to what he wants you to do because you have to trust that he really knows what he's doing and all that. So really what we're trying to do with our small groups, what we are doing with our small groups, making disciples. That's how you can become a disciple of Jesus. Jesus had 12 Right, So you can come in here to a large gathering with 100 to 200 people, and you can hide. But if you really want to grow and you really want to get closer to Jesus, you got to get into a small group because that is how you will ultimately get closer because you can't hide there. And you develop these bonds and relationships with people, and then you can really get down to the things that are bothering you You can get real with people that you may not be able to do in this kind of environment. And also, God can use you to minister to other people. That's why the ministry of the small group is absolutely so important. Because it is another dimension. It's another dimension of ministry. And it's another dimension of reaching people. And it's another dimension of people touching your lives. And you get better and better and better. And ultimately, you get closer to Jesus. And that's what we're doing here. That's what it's all about is getting closer to Jesus. Sister Doolin. Praise the Lord. Well, that was weak. Praise the Lord. Thank you. So he started talking and he was talking about old stuff. Were you talking about old stuff? You started that scripture was old. I thought he was introducing my group. I wasn't really sure. I represent the overcomers today. And we are a little bit of an older group. I'm like one of the, well, I'm not the youngest. I'm the second youngest. But when I moved into the 60s, at least I got closer to those 70s and 80s and those 90s. Um, My group started as a care group out of the Severn Congregation. And when we went to uh, small groups, we continued and moved to a bigger room. And we are running quite a good number now and having a great time. I want to tell you about a couple of the things that have happened and the testimonies from our group. I don't know that I'm going to get all spiritual on you like these other people. Very first day that we actually had small group, I met a woman. Her name was Ingeborg Love. She had a sister love. She had a very strong German accent. Uh, My daughter told me if I use the term German war bride, not everybody's going to know what I mean. But she married a GI during World War II and moved to America. And uh, one of the first things she said to me was, I'm not going to name the names of the denominations, but you will know. Are you one of these? I said, no, ma'am, I'm not. Well, are you one of those? I said, no, ma'am, I'm not. And she said, okay, because my husband, he's long gone. My husband said never to let them in the house. <laughs> I said, okay. And then she said, are you going to start here for a little while, and then when you build your building, you're never going to come back? And I said, no, ma'am. My intention is to be here until I don't know when. 
Miss Love didn't have a whole, whole, whole lot of knowledge about our Lord. But she came faithful every week. And those first few months, she would look around when we were praying, like, what are they? What is that? What's happening? But over time, she opened up more and more. Earlier, towards the end of last year, early this year, Miss Love started not to be so well. And they tried several times to do an MRI so they could try and figure out what was going on with her. But she couldn't hold still, and she couldn't keep her arms above her head. So one small group, she said, would you pray, can we pray that the Lord would help me hold still so I could have this MRI? Absolutely. So we did. We laid hands on her and we prayed that the Lord would help her hold still so that she could have this MRI so they could find out what was going on. The following Sunday, I thought this pretty little old lady was going to come completely unglued. Sister Doolin, Sister Doolin, I can't do a German accent, I'm just telling you, but you got to picture it that way in your mind. He did it. He did it. I'm like, what? And she said, he held my hands. I said, what do you mean? And she said, when I laid down and they told me to put my hands over my head, I said, Jesus, hold my hands and help me hold still so that I can get this done. And he did it. He did it. He did it. I held still. That's small group for me. We, we lost Miss Love earlier this year to the cancer that was in her body. But we, Antioch West, had an impact on that life that only eternity will tell us about. Only eternity. My small group went to six funerals in a five-week period of time earlier this year. We had a lot of loss. And that has colored our year a little bit. It has. But we've risen above. We have overcome. Um, one of the things about my group, and I have no idea how long I've been talking, so you can tug my t- Okay. Um, <laughs> um, one of the things about my small group, just to give you a little idea of who these people are, how many of you have ever heard the stories about them throwing tomatoes and eggs at the Antioch bus? Anybody ever hear those stories? Those were these ladies. Is that right? They weren't throwing the eggs and the tomatoes. They were having them thrown at them. They're the ones that said, that were said to, why are you letting that white man be your pastor? Can I tell you, sometimes I wonder why this group is letting me be their leader. (laughs) No, I love them. They love me. But let me tell you the example they're setting. My supervisor's husband is the county exec in Howard County. If you know anything about that situation, that's the first African-American county executive that Howard County has had. I showed her a picture of my small group. She finally said, because we talk about it, finally she said, "Um, how'd you get to be their leader? I said, what do you mean? What do you mean? She goes, well, how'd, how'd that happen? I said, oh, you're talking about the difference in our color. And she said, well, yes. And I said, because we don't see that. We don't see that. I'm really proud of you and your husband for what you're doing, but we don't, we don't see that. I cry almost every Sunday at small group because while we're eating, because I don't know about the rest of you, but we eat every week. While we're eating and I'm looking around and watching all these people fellowship together, it, it 
tears me up. I feel so blessed to be a part of that group. I cannot. Sister Owens is over there shaking her head. I think she'd like to be part of our group. <laughs> I want to give you one other testimony, then I'll, I'll be quiet. Um, we have a sister, and she had been having a lot of health problems. And let's be honest, in my group, that's going to be the situation. And uh, her daughter called one night when we were sitting there eating. And you guys have heard some of this testimony already. I think Pastor Joel gave it. Um, but they called and said, I'm on my way to get my mom. Um, they had just left the emergency room in Anne Arundel, at Anne Arundel. And she said, I'm coming to get my mom. I've just got a call. They said she has an, an aneurysm in her brain that is bleeding. And that we should take her immediately to shock trauma and um, have her admitted. Because they're going to have to operate and do all sorts of stuff to try and save her. So we stopped everything. And prayed for her. And then we went on with small group and her daughter came and took her. We got a call a few hours later. They, they can't find any brain bleed. There isn't one. She's got some other things going on, but there's no brain bleed. I work for surgeons, Sister Lori. We know there are certain things when you see them on a scan, you know, Sister Rita, you know what they are. They're not a mistake. They're not like somebody read it wrong. It is, they know what that is. They called and had her come to the emergency room for a reason. And that was not there anymore. The day that Pastor Joel gave that testimony, she was sitting here and all of a sudden she went, that's me. They're talking about me. And I said, yes, ma'am, they're talking about you. So I would just like to close by saying, it doesn't really matter how young or how old you are. Jesus is wanting to be a part of your life, and that's what we're seeing. I'm going to tell you one more thing. Um, we have a lady that does not stay for small group. She's a little bit of a problem in the community. She's a little on the special side. She's got some health issues. She comes in every Sunday and wants to know what we're having to eat. Depending upon what we're having to eat depends upon whether or not she's really interested in coming in and getting a plate. But we have chosen to love this woman, whether she likes what we're having or not, whether, and we always, there's one lady that's assigned when that woman walks in the door, that lady jumps up and goes and takes care of her. But one day she decided to hang for a little while. I don't know why. She sat down, and they were bringing her a plate. There was just a few of us there. It was early. And out of nowhere, one of my ladies starts, I know it was the blood. And she's walking around putting out plates and tablecloths. I know it was the blood. And so the next thing you know, this little lady, and I'm not calling her name on purpose, I glance over. She has got her hands in the air, tears streaming down her face. Singing, I know it was the blood that saved me. One day when I was lost, she was singing it. We went from song to song to song. We were not going to stop until she stopped. She knew every word. And she sang the whole time, tears streaming down her face. You know what? I don't know if this lady's ever going to stay for another one of these but I'm going to feed her every time she walks through my door. 
I can keep going or I can stop. Oh, I can keep going. So I have another little lady. He said I could keep talking. I don't know how old she is because she will not tell us. But I know that she's over 90. Because we were doing that. Well, who's the oldest person in the room? And somebody said, well, I'm 89. And she said, they're not the oldest. (laughs) And so, and that's been a year. So I know she's over 90. She doesn't talk much. She comes every week. She's really cute. She calls, you ready? Don't, don't think I, I, she calls me Minister Doolin. I think it's because she didn't understand they were saying sister. I think it was the, whatever. It's, she's really precious. Tiny, teeny, tiny little lady. She never leaves the building. And, um, she has like groceries delivered by Peapod or something. I don't know. But anyway, we were talking and asking, we were talking about when did you first come to know the Lord? And she started talking about when she was 10. And the prayer meeting that she was in and how the, the older ladies wouldn't let you leave that prayer room until you got it. And she sat there and ministered to us and preached to us for about 15 minutes. I don't think I'd ever heard her say more than, I love you, Minister Doolin, pray for me. And she went on, and we were a mess. Who was there? Sister Jerry, were you there that day? We were a mess. She just preached us up one side and down the other. I didn't have to do a lesson after that. So they're cooking today. I'm not sure what we're having, but they're cooking today. So we're going to have a good good small group this afternoon. Lots of good food, I'm sure. Good fellowship. Um, if you ever need some place to go, and if you don't go to a small group, you need to go to a small group, and you can always come to mine. Thank you. And what, what, so they call you Minister Duel, and they also call you Pastor. Yeah, so she's the pastor of the building. She's the pastor of the building. And then on the first Wednesday of every month, they play Candy Bingo. I got to go play Candy Bingo. What a good deal, man. I just sat there and called numbers and ate chocolate the whole night. It was a lot of fun. Wow. So you think about, I think we get caught up on things that happen in here and not the things that are happening out there. And you think about the testimony of Sister Love, and I met Sister Love's daughter at one point in time, Rosemary. Is she still coming? No. But anyway, one time I was there visiting uh, Sister Doolin's group and uh, Sister Love, I don't know, anyway, her daughter came. But you think about the impact on people's lives when you start touching, Jesus starts touching them because of you, because of your group. Because you love them, because you chose to sacrifice and go sit with a group of uh, older ladies. And I guess there are a few men that show up every once in a while. They have one called the bodyguard. But uh, these lives wouldn't be touched if we weren't out there talking to people. Who knows what would have happened with Sister Love if she hadn't have, if we hadn't have prayed, if that group hadn't have prayed. She died knowing Jesus loved her. She died knowing that Jesus was there for her. She died. She was able to give that testimony to her daughter. And you just don't know where all that goes. So these, you know, so much we think about these little things that we do for people, but maybe they're not so little. You know, I, I remember way back in the day, I used to drive from my house in Severna Park to over by Arundel Mills and pick up a young man and bring him back to my house for care group. And... Uh, I'd go after work, I'd get him, he'd bring him, 
My wife would feed him. He'd hang out for small or for a small group, for care group. Uh, I'd drive him back. And, you know, now he's mid to late 30s. We're still friends. He still counts on me as a, as a mentor. And he was, he, he testifies how, how, how much that meant to him. And for me, frankly, it was really no big deal, right? I'm not, it was just, hey, I, I don't, I don't mind driving. Gets me out of the house where my wife and kids are. I'm happy to go, right? Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. But, um, I am just kidding. Uh, but that, that impacted him. For years, to, to 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 the point where we're still friends today, we still get together. He's gonna, we're gonna see him over the Christmas holidays, and it's all because I did. Again, in my mind, it was a little thing just to get in, just to get in the car and go pick him up because I knew he needed Jesus. He's got a relationship with God because somebody was willing to sacrifice a little bit. So it's, I'm not saying it's the big things you got to do because, like I said, that was a little thing. I'd hazard a guess, Sister Dolan would say a lot of what she does is the little things. Right? But those little things have a big impact. Brother Engblom, please come. It's the little things like getting out of your car on Route 50 and walking back to your house to get in your vehicle so you could drive up Benfield Road and come be a part of the gathering, which is what Sister Trisha Bailey did today. So we're appreciative of that. That's, that's a testimony of love for this group. Praise the Lord, everyone. I didn't know that it was an option that you could leave if you didn't like the menu. I would have, you know, changes everything. Um, when I got the text yesterday about testifying, yeah, there's a little terror sometimes that comes in. Oh, my God, I have to say things. Um, and it wasn't for lack of something to say. It's how do you wrap it up? How do, you, how do you testify um, about how great and awesome God is and how the leadership of this church has trusted us? You understand, they're trusting us a great deal. And our group is called the Water Walkers, okay? And uh, it is an older group, not all of them older, you know. And I say older, maybe... Uh, been living for God for quite some time. And there's a lot of knowledge, a lot of authority in the room. And one thing that we've been working on, and I'd like to testify of as a group, as a whole, because we could talk about individuals that have come over the year and over the last couple of years. And we've seen, we've seen a lot of people come through that I know would not have ever gotten in the presence of God any other way but small group and people from small group having a relationship at work with their families. Uh, it's, it's just amazing to watch it. And the story's not, not done. You begin to testify. And it's funny because you testify about something because you, 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 it's either something that's happened or something that you know is going to happen. And it doesn't even come close to what God's actually doing. It's just amazing to watch it. It's amazing to watch it. And it's amazing to watch a group of people that all of a sudden begins to come together. Because when you've been around for a while and you understand how God can take care of your needs, it's hard to kind of get closed in. It's, hard to, it's, it's very easy to be an island to yourself. And I know because I was one for years. And every one of us has a hidden part that 
really needs to be shared with a brother and sister. There's a, there's a weight that we can, we can help each other carry. And that's one thing that we've been working on at small group. If you can, if you can successfully share a burden with a brother or sister or successfully love a brother or sister and, and truly learn and receive their pain as a small way, it teaches you how to minister to the world. It teaches you how to minister to people that you don't know. And the Lord can put that on you. And that's what we've been working on. It's, it's an awesome thing. I felt like I wanted to yield my time to Sister Dolan. She was doing such a great job. <laughs> I told uh, Brother Bickley before I started, I know this is one of those things where I'm going to leave. and I'm going to say, why didn't I say that? And why did I say that? I don't know if that ever happens to you. You know, the drums are a little safer. Um, but you do fall on your face there as well. But uh, I'm excited about what's going on at small group, and I'm excited about what's going on with this church. It's not a new concept, but it is a, it, it's, a, it's a completely different application and how it's being put in the forefront and how we're being trusted. And as we all pick up and carry the authority through submission to our leadership, we understand it's just as if the pastor's sitting in that living room. And it's a completely different thing when that happens, Okay. And you can see that growth in each and every one. Each week, it's a big part because we're not a singing group. I don't know if anybody is, okay? We might sing on tempo, and my wife can sing, but I don't know. We don't sing. So we testify, all right? We come into his presence with thanksgiving and testify about what God's doing. And now you can begin to see how each time someone comes and they want to have a testimony because that's what we do. So you start to look for, you start to look for the opportunities instead of just staying in your own your own little world, which is very easy, very easy. Um, it's very easy for me. And if you will allow that to just come on you, let that authority come on you and let the compassion of the Lord come on you, it's just amazing the people that you'll touch. Because we're all there. We're, we're all there for that reason. We're, we're in that person's life for a reason. And we've got to understand that. And small group is a vehicle. I've seen it as a vehicle because there's, there's so many people that have come over the last year or so that, like I said, they would not have come here. They've come because they've had a relationship with somebody and there's a friendship. And, you know, it's, it's, it's just an awesome thing. If you're not part of a small group, and I know most of this group is, we're kind of preaching to the choir right now. You know, if you're here today, right, you know, a couple days before Christmas, you're the committed group. Not that there isn't committed, but there's some that don't go. And if you haven't really committed yourself even in the small group and learned how to share your burdens with one another, then you're missing out. You're really missing out. So I yield my time. (laughs) Thank you. I want to uh, read John 13 and 31. Um, So Brother Ingram talked about uh, carrying one another's burdens. That's another opportunity. I I talked about that a little bit ago, just the opportunity to carry burdens for for people, right, in that group. Because 
everybody's going to go through it sooner or later, guaranteed. It's just a matter of time. That's why you've heard it preached any number of times, whether you're on the mountaintop, somebody's in the valley, so you can be there to reach down and help them get back up when they need to. And that's what the small group is about. And, again, we can hide in here. So we're, we're talking about small groups to get people engaged, but also to realize the impact that you're having on a community. I believe, now I'm trying to think through, each, each small group leader talked about uh, reaching out into the community in some way, shape, or form, a person that they had touched or somebody who their small group had touched and how that had affected their lives. Uh, the gentleman that Madeline's bringing, um, who's, who's come, who's blind, he, he's gotten in an Uber and driven up from northern Virginia. If, if, if Madeline hadn't reached out to him and just talked about the love of Jesus at work, you never, he, he never would have had the opportunity to fully understand, right? If Sister Doolin wasn't sitting there every Sunday, Sunday afternoon eating, you know, these other ladies wouldn't have an opportunity. So it's all about creating that opportunity. John 13 and 31 says, So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself and glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall, I shall be with you a little while longer. You shall seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you. So this is the new commandment that Jesus wants us all to follow, amongst the other ones. That you love one another as I have loved you. That you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. And, and we've talked about being disciples. We've gone through anatomy of disciple. We're doing things in the new year to get us closer to one another. We are... Our pastor's focused in on creating disciples, but how you do it is love one for another. It all comes down to love. How are you reaching other people? How are you loving other people? How are you putting your emotions in check when you need to? How are you biting your tongue when you need to? How are you reaching out and helping somebody when you need to? What is it that you're doing? Because it really is ultimately a decision. It's a decision that we all make each and every day, how we interact with people, what we show them, how what we show them of ourselves, what we show them of Jesus. If Jesus is inside of you, he should be coming out of you. And the way he's going to do that is via love, because that's how all men will know you're his disciples. I want people to know I'm his disciple, and I don't want it to be because I have an Antioch coffee cup on my desk at work, right? I don't want it to be because there's a little bit, I'm a little bit different because I'm not out there cussing and swearing like everybody else. So they know there's a little something different about me, but they don't fully understand. No, I want it to be because I love people like other people don't. And that's not, it's not easy, right? It's making that extra step. It, it's not easy. You know, Brother Tino had to leave. Um, he was going to, he's going to, to preach for Richard Bishop. But, I mean, it's, I'll say it's easy for him to go walking around and shaking everybody's hands because that's who he is as a person, right? I'm sure there's things that he does that aren't easy, but like, I, I can't do that, 
But I need to do things like that because that's how I show love, stepping out of, out of who I am. Um, Sister Eunice said, right, she wants to be in the background. That's how I am, right? I'll, I'll bring the Internet and I'll get it set up and I'll sit up here and I'll amen the preacher and I'll work behind the scenes. But every once in a while, I don't get a chance to do that. And that's how I show love. So it's really stepping out of, out, out of who you are and what you are, loving one another. And that, in my opinion, is how they turn the world upside down, is showing love one for another. Um, we're going to sing here in a minute, but before we do that, I want to um, ask Haley Williams to come on down. We're going to pray for Andrew. Andrew is back in the hospital um, so we're going to pray for Andrew and the whole Nielsen family. Um, and then I also want to open up the opportunity for us to carry other burdens. Don't make this poor young lady stand here by herself. Are there any burdens? We don't typically do this. It's been a while since we've had people come down to the altar and, uh, do what we call burden bearing. So are there any needs in the house? Thank you, Brother Jack. Come on down. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Can I get some folks to come pray? In the name of Jesus. Can we help our brothers and sisters bear their burdens? In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you are King, Lord God. You are King, Lord Jesus. We trust you with these burdens, Lord God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of 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 Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Yolo poto ye shia la mataha. Yolo poto ye ka la mataye kia la pataha. I believe, Lord Jesus. I believe, Lord Jesus. I believe, Lord Jesus. Oh, I believe, Lord Jesus. Yolo poto ye kia la pataye sha la pataha. Yo 
Yolo poto ye shala mata ye kiala pata. Yolo poto ye kiala papata. Yolo poto ye shaha. Ya la mata ye kiala pata. Oh hallelujah. Yolo poto ye shiala pata ye kaha. Yolo poto ye shala mata ye kiala pata. Worship. 
stand with me. We're going to sing another one. We're going to worship the Lord. I just don't want it to get, ministry is still happening. I don't want anything to get distracted here. We're going to continue to worship in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Jesus. 
Jesus because he first loved me lift your voice and sing oh for your love, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your love, Lord. Thank you for your love, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead. Thank you, Jesus. Lost are saved, find their way at the sound of your great name. Oh, yeah. 
last are saved They find their way At the sound Of your great name All condemned Feel no shame At the sound Of your great name Oh, every fear It has no place No, at the sound Of your great name Yes, the enemy Of your great name. 
Christmas. I was actually pretty surprised when I heard from Trisha this week. If you had not come, tender baby king, and humbly left your throne to reach someone like me. not walked upon this broken ground where on earth would I be now 
blood of Christ that washes over me, flowing from your hands, your feet. I don't have to worry where I'd be, for love came for me, love rescued me, love called my name, love took my place, sweet Lamb of God, I'm bowing down, my eyes have seen. reason any of us is here is because somebody loved us and told us about Jesus. It's the only reason. And the theme throughout the day has been love. I got scriptures earlier this week just praying about what to do for my part. Obviously I didn't have any communication with Sister Bailey and Sister Bailey heavily and sing this song it's all about love and Jesus lives in us and the only way that other people can know the love of Jesus is through us there's no other option there's no other way than God using us to love other people
you've got a great way of doing it. And that's by just gathering together in small groups of people talking about Jesus. Letting him love other people through you. What an awesome opportunity and what an awesome experience to know that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one that died for you, the one who created heaven and earth, who died for you, wants you to reach out to other people and show that love. Wow. To me, that's awe-inspiring. That's awe-inspiring that I, I am going to be his vehicle to reach people. In Jesus' name. In, in, all my, in all my failings, in all my inabilities, right? I can stand in front of the mirror and see all the things I'm not good at, and there's a long list of them, right? But God will use me to reach other people if I just make myself available. So all I've got to do is make myself available, and God will be able to use me. Would you stand with me, please? your own way could you ask God to use you this coming year just going forward could you we just start to focus on allowing God to love other people through us in Jesus name Lord use me God use me to love other people Lord Jesus I realize I'm incapable God oh I realize I'm so incapable Jesus I'm going to ask your spirit to love through me Lord In any way, Jesus, in any way you can, Jesus, in any way you choose, Lord. Love people through me, God. Use me, Jesus, to love other people. I'm unworthy, God. I know I'm unworthy. But I thank you, Jesus, for allowing me that privilege. I thank you for allowing me the privilege, Jesus, to be used by you love other people. gotta be honest with you it's it's sometimes not sometimes it's usually a little difficult when the pastor's out of town and then it's the holiday season right and there's a bunch of people out of town and we got our minds elsewhere and then we were scrambling a little bit earlier because um, sister bailey was gonna lead us in worship and she was stuck on the bridge and like i said i was just walking by faith at that point in time um But I want to thank our small group leaders that testified. I want to thank each one of you for responding to the Holy Ghost because there's an awesome presence of God here. God touched lives here, and it's because each of you didn't check out. You checked in, and you did want to get 
be a part of this service. So I just want to thank you for that because we wouldn't be standing here right now in the presence, in this awesome presence of God if it wasn't for each of you. So I want to thank you for that. Um, Two more things. Uh, First, have a great Christmas. Hope you get time off with your family and friends. Um, And second, we do not have to bring in the tables. We do not have to break down other than the chairs and the carpets. So that's all we have to do today so we can make quick work of this. Everything can stay up because school's out of session this coming week. So um, help us. We'll be done here in a minute. And please greet somebody and have a phenomenal Christmas. And I love each one of you.